It's me, Shannon, your new ADHD bestie. I am 28 years young and navigating my way through life after a late and very unexpected ADHD diagnosis. But after a bloody lot of healing and therapy, I can honestly say I'm now living my best ADHD life. Get yourself comfortable, because I'm going to be sharing my story in the way I know best. So you better prepare yourself for tears, laughter, and a whole lot of honesty. Hi there. As usual, welcome back to the Living My Best ADHD Life podcast, which, can I just say, is extremely ironic, because I've actually not been living my best life at all since the last episode, have I? (laughs) I'm just kidding. It's not been that bad, but I may as well start with a little life update because who knows where the bloody hell I've been. It's literally been weeks since my last episode. So quick life update and overview. I have moved to London, which was intense for me personally, as well as settling Sully, my rescue dog, which was double intense. I also started a new job just before Christmas which I love, so I just really wanted to focus on that and settling in these kind of last few weeks. But yeah, over Jan, I think I just really struggled to get into a new routine. And I think the anxiety of moving, not knowing like the local area and being far from my family and friends and literally having Sully honestly stuck to my lap. Overall, it was just quite intense. So one thing at a time, I put the podcast to the side just because I really needed to like just get some structure and familiarity back in my life. And I think the stress of everything that happened and the big change and all the changes within that, really, the stress of it just made me really ill. So, yeah, it's all been happening here, but (laughs) I'm in a much better place now mentally. So we're actually back now to chaotic ADHD life, where I think it's actually normal for me to be busy 24-7 and completely fill every inch of my day with new tasks. (laughs) Now I think staying in the theme of changes, seeing as I've decided to do a 360 and change my whole life, we're going to stay on that topic. And this week's episode is about ADHD and managing change. And I wanted to talk about why we as neurodivergent people find change so hard and also the ways in which I have learned to process and better manage, I guess, both chosen and unexpected changes in my life. Emphasis on the chosen and unexpected part, because I do know and take full accountability for the fact that I often make the choice to continuously, literally continuously change aspects of my life, even when I may not need to. So let's get on with it. Episode four, Managing Change with ADHD. Now, I define change as the process of moving out of my comfort zone, which causes a lot of anxiety due to it being the unknown. Like literally to do something outside of your comfort zone is the unknown. And for people with ADHD, we already live in that constant state of feeling uncomfortable. So adding change into it and that feeling of the unknown, it's all magnified so, so much more than it is for a neurotypical person. Alongside this, I think what's hard about having ADHD is that both good and bad changes can cause us a lot of stress. So even if the outcome is positive, there is still that magnified feeling of anxiety. And I think neurotypical people do have that kind of 
nervous and anxious feeling when it's good and bad change, but it's so much more magnified in someone that has an ADHD brain just due to the way we process that stress and I think the way we ruminate those thoughts and overthink. To break it down, a good example for me of positive change was moving to London and having this big change and moving to a new city. It was something that I'd always wanted to do in my life and I felt that I was finally in a good place mentally to do it. But then as it got closer and closer and closer, I had this overwhelming panic right before I moved that would I be worse off? Am I going to be more lonely? Sully's going to hate it because he was rescued from a home where he was caged for like five years and it was in London. So are the noises going to trigger him? And am I going to enjoy city life? I've got friends here, which is another reason why I wanted to move in this direction. But all of my other friends are at home and settled down with their partners and their kids. And like, am I just going back in life? Literally, I analysed every aspect of my life and moving because I was so overwhelmed with whether it was going to be a good choice or not. But really, when I sit back and think about it, it was just the anxiety of change and the unknown. And it was just so magnified in my mind that I just couldn't basically help overthink it. And even though I had literally analysed before moving every part of my lifestyle, like the cost of living in London, the location that I was going to be moving to, even though I'd thought about every small aspect to try and kind of get myself comfortable before moving, it still didn't make that move and that transition any easier. For me, personally, I really struggled to find the balance between being overwhelmed with life and then being bored with life. Because I have ADHD and will always crave more kind of stimulation, I just find that balance really hard. Like, am I choosing to make drastic changes in my life because I'm just bored and need that dopamine fix and will it wear off? Or am I just completely overwhelmed and I've changed too much too soon? Like, getting that balance is super difficult for me. My brain, it literally works like this. And this is the kind of things that I will be saying to myself, not literally, but my brain will be saying to me every day. So... Like thought process wise, I'm literally like, why do I feel bored? Am I completely fulfilled in life? What more could I do right now to be happy? How could I get like more excitement from my life? More excitement from my personal life? More excitement from my love life? Should I change jobs? Should I do this? Should I do that? It's like, I've pretty much always got this overwhelming desire to make drastic change in my life or to go somewhere and do something just new and outrageous. (laughs) But then... I do have to analyse whether I'm just bored because of the routine of life gets mundane or should I be making this change because actually it would make me happy and it isn't just a like chaotic ADHD dopamine fixed choice. So yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> thinking going into my choices and kind of slowing down, I would say. I think... New things, new places, last minute choices. In a nutshell, anything new, exciting and last minute is like crack for people with ADHD and the dopamine we get. Honestly, it's freaking outrageous. (laughs) So I guess now I would normally, I would try and process my thoughts more and really reason with myself as to why I want to do something And this is something I'm trying so, so hard to work on at the moment. However, I do find, just as a bit of a curveball, 
that no matter how much I try and rationalize my thoughts and process these kind of dramatic changes that I want to make, I'll be completely honest in saying that once I'm in a heightened kind of stressful or emotional mindset, pretty much that rational thought process that I've been trying so hard to, to think about just goes out the window and I just go, fuck it, I'm doing it. Which means that <laughs> sometimes my choices are then completely irrational and based off of emotions, but I guess that's just how I live my life every week. And I am, <laughs> I am really trying to work on it. I think now I'm learning more about myself and my ADHD and my friends, especially my mom and my sisters. Every time I am going to make these kind of wild ass decisions, I do tend to discuss them with other people so that they can actually see whether it is just me acting off emotions. And it's so funny because I will ring my mum and literally be like, so I'm thinking of doing this. And she's like, right, okay, what's happened today? Are you stressed? And then it all transpires that I've actually had a really stressful week. I'm completely overwhelmed, but I'm super bored at the same time. So I'm just about to make this life decision based off pure emotion. And then she's like, okay, let's regroup in two days, see where you're at. Let's kind of bring ourselves down to normal pace. And then nine times out of 10, I don't still want to make that choice and go and do that wild ass thing because I was just <laughs> basing the decisions off emotions. But you know, it's a learning experience. And sometimes I will say it's exciting to live your life like that. <laughs> because I am quite drastic with my decision making. Oh God, I'm stumbling my words already and we're only 10 minutes in. But because I am quite drastic with my decision making, I do then find that I face a lot of unwanted emotions. If I go and do something wild and then kind of regret it going like, oh, I'm going to go and spend loads of money on new clothes because I feel rubbish about myself and I want to feel better about myself. And then I'm left literally with no money. Like as an example, that is a, a wild decision that sometimes I would make quite a lot. Like I have been someone that's got into debt growing up in my really, really early 20s. So what I was trying to say before I went off on a tangent <laughs> was because I make quite drastic decisions, I'm sometimes left in this place where I feel really, really guilty. And once the kind of dopamine hit from doing this thing, i.e., as an example, spending this money, once the dopamine hit has passed, I just get slapped in the face with guilt. And maybe I haven't considered other people's emotions. And alongside that, I'm always just left feeling extremely overwhelmed and anxious and almost like annoyed with myself because if I'd have just given myself a couple of days to just calm the fuck down, maybe I wouldn't have, have made these crazy decisions. I really now recognise that it is because of my ADHD that I can be quite up and down with my decision making and live life on the edge and make quite irrational and chaotic decisions and that kind of constant desire to live on the like bloody wild side of life, I do recognise now that that is my ADHD. So I guess knowing that does make me feel better. And like the fundamental thing that I've noticed in this part of my behaviour is that the thought process isn't always going to be 100% rational. In a nutshell, <laughs> I will make big changes in my life based off emotion or based off the fact that I'm stressed or just craving something new. And I do just want that constant dopamine hit. Me, looking back at my life prior to knowing that I had ADHD, I definitely would never have known that it was this because I was just always told I was depressed. And I was always told that, well, that's why you feel glass half empty. That's why you feel like you want to do all these crazy things because you're trying to make yourself happier. But no, little old me is lacking some chemicals in her brain and has ADHD. <laughs> 
yeah, knowing that I do have it and this is why I made such crazy ass decisions growing up. It has allowed me now to implement some kind of a thought process so that I am in a much more stable position in my life. I can hold down work. I can live comfortably with money. And I can't lie, me at 21, absolutely wild. Me now at 28, I have got my shit together, I can't lie. Um, (laughs) Basically, the past 18 months, I guess, I've just continued to educate myself in the type of ADHD that I have. And this, I guess, has really helped me to understand myself, notice the behaviours, and then in turn, think about the decisions I'm about to make and the changes that I'm about to enforce in my life before making the decision. Now, as I said earlier, this is obviously on choices and my choice to make these changes. Although I do still struggle when unfamiliar and unexpected changes come my way. I think when it is changes that I choose to make in my life, I have a thought process, which I'm really trying to analyze, slow down and process. However, when there is changes that come into my life, i.e. something bad has happened or or someone's become unwell, I'm just trying to give you examples here, or my work office has changed location. These things are still difficult for me, and I haven't 100% got to grips with the way I try and calm myself down in these scenarios. I think because they are so unexpected, and they are things that I don't have control of, they do cause, again, that heightened level of anxiety. However, regardless I am still trying to go through that same process of rationalizing my thoughts, slowing things down, potentially writing things down and just really analyzing the way I respond so that I don't feel this state of fear, anxiety, unknown, nervousness all the time. And also so that I can just adapt to change. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The the black and white of it is I don't want to not be able to to deal with unexpected change I don't want to always feel like I'm constantly uncomfortable and need to live this kind of really pigeonholed life where I don't expose myself to different scenarios it's a learning experience at the moment I guess I am more putting my energy into how I manage changes that I'm making however as and when things do come up in my life that I have no control over I do have almost like a little ritual (laughs) that I will do to try and really balance myself, center myself and not overreact and respond with anxiety, anger and all of those crazy emotions that I've already listed because I am now repeating myself. So anyway, for those of you with ADHD who are struggling with change and for those of you that also think, wow, this freaking girl is literally explaining my life right now, I'm just going to talk you through my kind of three top tips of what I do and what I'm really putting my energy into to help me manage change. Get ready, note this down. It's freaking gold dust. (laughs) Okay, number one, I assess the why. By this, I mean, why do I want to make this dramatic change in my life or why do I want to make this decision? If it's out of my control, for example, a change that is something to do with work, I do still assess why. But from that perspective, if it's something that I haven't got control of, I assess why in the perception of, Why am I feeling worried about this change? And what are the outcomes of this change really going to do to me? Whereas if I am assessing the why and a choice that I'm going to make, I'd like to consider why do I want to make this choice? Is it based off emotions that I'm feeling right now? Do I need to do this thing or make this change right now? 
And really, why do I want to do it? What is the big reasoning behind it? Regardless of if it's a change you're choosing to make that's just chaotic and to get that dopamine fix, or if it's a change that has been struck upon you, I always like to assess the why and really analyze the outcomes of the scenario to let my brain calm down, but let me really just rationalize the freaking seven voices that are always going on in my head telling me to worry. (laughs) Okay, number two, give yourself time with ADHD. We change our minds and our moods literally daily and weekly. I'm always going to say this, whether I take my own advice is another story. We're not going to judge me for this. I would always suggest and think it's definitely a top tip because if you take some time and come back to it in a couple of days, you can see if that desire to still do that task and still make that big change is still there, or you can see whether you were just acting off an emotion in that time. For example, when I was planning on moving to London, probably a month before, I was in such a bad place mentally and I went to my mum, who, by the way, she's a freaking angel for dealing with me. But I literally went to my mum, right, I'm not going to stay in my job. I'm going to ask them if I can move to Europe, work remotely. And if they won't let me, then I'm going to have to find a new job because I'm not going to live in the UK anymore. I'm going to go travelling around Europe in a camper van. And that was my plan. I was dead set on it for weeks. And every time my mum would just be like, look, just think about it. Let's get the next day going. Let's see where you're at in a couple of weeks once other stresses have calmed down. Funnily enough, I didn't go, did I? Because I didn't really want to go. I just wanted to run away from my problems and get a dopamine fix from somewhere. And I started planning this whole new life in Europe that I actually didn't want to go on. This is what I mean when taking some time to see if that desire for change is still there or if it was basically you weren't stimulated for a few days, life was getting too much and you wanted to make a wild-ass decision. Another part of giving yourself time is that if you know something is going to change, for example, if your work is moving offices, you're potentially moving home, if you give yourself time beforehand, you can process that feeling, you can make a plan, you know the change is coming. If something has happened in your life which you have no control over and you're just completely overwhelmed and uncomfortable, give yourself time to be by yourself, sit in your own thoughts and process that uncomfortable feeling because it's going to be in a a, a transition and it's going to be an adjustment regardless. Don't be too hard on yourself. Take that time, analyse how you feel, sit in your thoughts. This is also something I'm really trying to do because when I am emotional and overwhelmed, I don't take enough time to sit in those emotions. So now, instead of going, right, okay, well, I feel lonely this week. I'm going to go book a trip to some country or I'm going to go on some wild-ass night out, even though I don't drink, or I'm going to go and date some random person because I can't be on my own forever. Actually, I just take a breather now and think, One, I don't want to date anyone because I like being by myself and I sit in the loneliness. Sometimes I journal and I just give myself that time to feel those emotions. Easier said than done because I know bloody we live in an uncomfortable world and uncomfortable feeling all the time. But I promise giving yourself that time to really process those emotions and those physical feelings, best thing to do. Okay, we're nearly rounding up now because I have been rambling, rambling with a capital R. (laughs) My number three top tip would be to immerse yourself healthily in the change. And what I mean, and I've just realized I said healthily with an F, like who even am I? We're going to start again. Point three, immerse yourself healthily (laughs) into the change. Now, 
Why I say this is because people with ADHD, we love, love, love to hyper-focus on something. What I do and what I think is a good bit of advice for you guys is to use that hyper-focus and prepare yourself for the change. Another example, before moving to London, I looked at places I wanted to go. I looked at ballet classes that I'd be able to get straight back into so that I could carry on dancing. I looked at places I was going to walk Sully, how close I was going to be to friends, coffee shops I wanted to try. I completely immersed myself in the change that was coming so that I could get that dopamine hit to get excited and look forward to the change, which it didn't mask the anxiety. However, it heightened the excitement, which meant the anxiety wasn't so paramount in my mind and just constantly triggering me to second guess myself. And if you look forward to the change, ultimately it just releases the anxiety around it and you're able to plan, you're able to think positively. When the change does then happen, it isn't so daunting. Don't get me wrong, when I did move to London, I did have that mad panic once I got here and I thought, what the bloody hell have I done? That was mainly because I've just moved to a new city and I can't lie, I'm a bit of a wimp and don't normally move places like on my own. Obviously having that plan in the back of my mind and knowing all these positive things that I wanted to do meant that when that anxiety crept up and I did really overthink and panic, I was able to get myself out of it quite quickly. Also, because you know, I gave myself time, which was tip two. And I sat down and I thought, why? Why have I changed? Why have I done this? Why do I feel like this? Because that was tip number one. You get where I'm going with this. <laughs> but anyway, that's enough of me chatting a load of rubbish again for today. I hope that there is people out there that can familiarise with that feeling that I've explained of being uncomfortable and not feeling prepared for change or completely changing too much at once and then getting overwhelmed. It's such a normal cycle and I really want to normalise it in my podcast that there are these things that we go through that are so unspoken but if we just talk about it and share our ideas and share our tips on how we process life as a neurodivergent person I ultimately just think we're all going to be living our best lives of ADHD. No pun intended guys. (laughs) To summarise I... I'm really enjoying life now that I am living in London and I'm happy with the change. I'm really trying to just recenter myself, refocus myself and remember the reasons why I make these changes and why I choose to change my life and why I need this constant desire for excitement. I'm really processing whether decisions are good and just trying to, you know, breeze through life without letting the 10,000 thoughts and intrusive thoughts of let's go fucking wild take over but that's enough for today i'm gonna stop talking because i'm getting sick of my own voice i will see you next week for episode five